Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Other Identity. Other I, of course, <laughs> am one of your hosts, Robbie Landis, a.k.a. The Great Landis, and along with me, as always, you heard him just yep. now, Professor Awesome, Ben Morris. I wanted ben, to mix things up. Going? I wanted to throw a curveball at you. And, you uh, wanted to just try and jump in there. just wanted to see how it felt, and it felt great, and we just keep rolling. How are you doing, Robbie, my friend? I'm I'm doing good. good. You, you know, actually, speaking of a curveball, maybe next week you you can do it. You you can try doing the show. Maybe do the welcome. I can do it. I can yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, do the welcome. Well, yeah, now I'd it's like not as much. Turns out. It's not as much of a curveball though, because we just told everybody it's coming. Well, it's so. it's a it's a slower curve. It's a very slow right? curve. That's it's probably like going like to get a warning. Yeah, it's going to get hit. It's going to get hit. Yeah. Uh, probably probably for a home run, but it is. Yeah, what it you is. got oh, you got time to practice now. So I'm expecting big things. That's all I'll be doing for the next week. So we've actually started a new read, a little yeah. bit of a shorter one than what we've been doing. Uh, you had put out a Twitter poll mm-hmm. about what, uh, specifically it was 90s uh, Marvel It era was a multi-part events. Twitter poll. Basically, I finished reading Age of Apocalypse, which was a very long read. And I was like, you know what? I like to, to keep multiple reads going. I want to do another Marvel event book. So I first put it out there. I did a decades poll for 80s, 90s, 2000s, or 2010s in mm-hmm. 90s one handily and, <laughs> and then i just threw out a few options as far as stories uh infinity gauntlet was in the mix and that actually came very close uh operation galactic storm which i've never read was in the mix i think onslaught was on there and then the winner which was maximum carnage yeah. uh, only only four issues long but that's 14 what we have 14 started. issues 14 long. just sorry 14 <laughs> issues long god i was like uh, i'm done <laughs> But uh, so yeah, we we've started reading that. I gave you a little bit of a, a head start. Thank you, I appreciate um, but, uh, it. But you're, you're <laughs> once we finish, up, I'm sure you'll be done by tomorrow. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting reading this one, as you and I have both noted. And again, if you guys want to follow along, join us on Twitter. I'm at Ben J Morse. Mm-hmm. He's Robbie at underscore Landis CP or something. Um, yep, that was right. Damn. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think the thing we've noticed really quickly is it is a very 90s comic. And that's not always yes. the worst thing because, like, I, having just come off Age of Apocalypse, Age of Apocalypse, which if you've never read that, I recommend it. It's really fun. It's this alternate reality X-Men story. And it's just really, there's, there's nothing else quite like it. The thing that hurts Maximum Carnage for me so far is that I just read Absolute Carnage. Um, ah, which came out last yeah. year. And uh-huh. I'm also currently reading the Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman Venom series. And as you astutely pointed out, they're able to do, to get away with a lot more today than they mm-hmm. could in 1994 or whatever. So, you know, I like to think that good storytelling. Started in 93. Started in 93. Okay. So yeah. I like to think like good storytelling is good storytelling, but there's definitely. There's a certain gore factor that I, I hate to admit that that's a thing, but it's definitely a thing. Well, and, and, and to be fair, again, in uh, defense of the 90s, they weren't doing that kind of thing at the time. So when it came out, I don't know that it hurt yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But Just definitely when you look at what we have now and then like, try to go back, this way, it does lose scary, a little bit of its right? oomph. Carnage, is, he can't be as menacing if he can't be a full-on nuanced serial killer the way he's written mm-hmm. in 2020 where he's you pointed out he's more like he's more like a, a a weak version of the joker where it's yeah exactly and it just doesn't land for me as well it's always all it's also honestly why when they tried to do carnage he's, he's, he's on the 90s yeah. cartoon it never really worked for me because carnage on a kid's cartoon just doesn't 
it's not what I want to see. Dude's a serial killer. Like, he needs to be scary as hell and right. telling jokes and, you know, making goofy puns just doesn't, it doesn't work <laughs> for me. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm still hoping it'll pick up. I, I have read this before, obviously. I remember it fondly. There's, to, to yeah. tip our hand on our topic a little bit today, there's actually a all-time classic video game that I know uh, I, I spoke to a friend of the show, Norris Howard, earlier this week. Uh, we agreed that one of our favorite superhero video games is Maximum Carnage, but it's it's got to pick up. Uh, speaking of uh, things that hopefully pick up, you're also reading DC's Invasion, Dude. and that's not not quite uh, not quite what we thought um, it was going to be. I, again, I've read it before, so uh-huh. <laughs> I had to say, well, you know what? I've read Invasion is a late '80s crossover. Um, it was. Written by Keith Giffen and Bill Mantlo, wrote the main book. And the art's actually by Todd McFarlane, which is really cool because it's like early Todd McFarlane art. But premise is all the alien races of the DC universe who all hate Earth decide, you know what, let's all team up and attack Earth (laughs) all at once, which is fine. It's a pretty good, like, uh, basic concept. And again, I got this through a Twitter poll, did the exact same thing as I did for Maximum Carnage. Went by decades. They picked the 80s for whatever reason. And then they picked Invasion. Um, The main book is okay. I've read the main book before. It's a three-issue main series. Each issue is like 80 pages long. And that's fine. What's really killing me are the tie-ins. I read a Captain Adam tie-in the other day. That was among the dullest things I have read in quite some time. Uh, Captain Adam has one of his superpowers is certainly not personality because he is just a bland, uh, boring character. And in Invasion, they made Captain Adam the boss of all the superheroes. So he's in charge of everyone. Superman and everyone are taking orders. That's ridiculous. You know, I I actually just got done reading um, in our DC Rebirth era challenge, the um, Captain Adam Rebirth. Which is fine, like like it's serviceable. Sure. But even then, that I'm just like, mm, I'd rather be reading somebody else right and now. He's just there's nothing about Captain Adam that makes me want to read him as the focus. I actually think he's probably another one of those many characters who works well in a team book because sure. when you throw the military guy, and I remember him from like Justice League International, and I liked him fine there. Uh, if you throw the military guy in with a Batman or a Guy Gardner, he's going to play well off of them. But as a solo, I found him very lacking. Speaking of lacking, uh, obviously, uh, again, the majority of my reading right now has been uh, trying to finish up the first part of the DC Rebirth Era Challenge. Yeah, you're really coming pushing. In on 675th issue of this you. reading list. Yeah. Um, and, and there was actually two in particular that I wanted to mention today. Uh, one of them, I finally got back around to the second arc of Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. I'm still not feeling right. it. You know, I... Conceptually, I have nothing against the Blue Beetle or against Jamie Reyes. And in fact, I think that Jamie Reyes in, in the Scarab is definitely a step up from Ted Cord and just like the uh, was, was he just supposed to be like a like a like a Batman yeah, type? He was, he, was, he was just like a friendlier Batman. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't know something something about it's just not doing it for mm-hmm. me, and, and I've been I've been struggling through it hard. Mm. Um, what I love though about another one, uh, Gotham Academy, second semester. When I first started reading that, I was not into it at I all. It definitely that. seemed very, very young teen drama. Right. I'm not really sure why I'm reading this or what's supposed to be going on. But the way that it ended, like the last four issues were phenomenal. It started to instead focus in on, you know, just a few characters. Uh, Maps, her brother, um, 
Olive, you know, who's the main person being uh, uh, possessed by uh, uh, Amity Arkham. Mm-hmm. All of that was great. You know, we got a, a tie-in and a cameo from Damian Wayne as well. That was all so fantastic. And, you know, had they just focused on those few in the beginning instead of all the other students that I don't remember any of their names <laughs> now, they just kind of all blend together as the other students. Yeah. I'd, I'd have been in from issue one. I read the first series of Gotham Academy when it came out. Um, I I recall feeling similar. Like I was like, there's something here, but I don't feel like it's really for me. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to circling back around and getting to the second semester series. Because if you liked it, I feel like I probably will because I feel like we have the same sort of objections to the first series. So if they fix mm-hmm. the stuff that was bothering you, I have a I have a good hunch that hopefully I'll I'll take to it a little bit more. Speaking of fixing the things that bother us, Marvel's <laughs> Avengers, when it was first announced, when we got our first look at it at E3 right. 2019, I felt very similar about it, but I have come almost full circle. So coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about Marvel, Marvel's new Avengers game coming out here in less than a month and taking a look at some of the uh, the best superhero games throughout the years and what really makes a good superhero game. So stick around with us. We'll be right back. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Oh, we have an unprecedented outbreak. Thousands of us walking the earth. We might die at any moment. Because we're under attack. In which case, we must act fast. Doctors are trying their best. Working long hours and... Always sacrificing. Their health to protect you. Well, I'd very much like to thank them. Thanks, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Wait a minute. What's the prognosis? It's still changing. So we have a novel virus and no vaccine at this time. What should we do? We gotta get everybody else back into the houses. We gotta keep them there. In other words, this is our lockdown, right? What that means is stay in your homes. Make no attempt to reach loved ones. And take a long nap. You can count me out. You can count me out, too. Some people are immune to good advice. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Those idiots. I just need to make sure you fully understand. Let's recap. I'm begging you. Stay inside. Wash your hands. And make sure you've got ten feet of personal space around you. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. Uh-uh-uh. I didn't hear you wash your hands. So think on this, lads. When you're home watching TV. Think about the medical stuff. Working for you. So I'm asking you. Stay home. I'm in isolation. Just stop the virus. All right, I'll do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You stay classy, planet Earth. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to The Other Identity, as always. And I know that some of you out there do this. We have a few uh, a few of you on Twitter who reach out and uh, you know let us know how much you like the show, uh, that you enjoy watching, or not watching, listening. I mean, you listen can watch if you want. You watch some of the other ones. Yeah. It's not much to watch. Um, but uh, we appreciate all. We, we appreciate the feedback, and we, uh, we're glad that you're downloading and listening to it. Make sure that you're sharing it with your friends. You know, uh, Let the people know at your local comic book store, uh, like uh, uh, our friend Jason uh, out in Jason. Hawaii, who constantly, every single day, he's spreading the other identity word, and we appreciate what, it so what much, What a Jason. ray of sunshine Jason is, just to mm-hmm. get like these positive, incredibly uplifting tweets. And it's not just us. He supports a lot of people throughout the industry. So, yes, he does. Jason, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for everything that you do. So, speaking of appreciation, man, I'm nailing You're it all about the segues today. today. <laughs> so, uh, I have a complicated history with Square Enix, who's the developer behind Marvel's Avengers. Sure. But Crystal Dynamics, who uh, famously uh, does most of the Tomb Raider mm-hmm. stuff, they have a good track record. So, when it was first announced, I was cautiously optimistic, yeah. we'll say. 
And then we saw the first footage of this game at E3 2019, where it showed uh, the Golden Gate Bridge scenario, yep. which, to its credit, is just supposed to be more of a tutorial. But what a lot of people saw was just huge set pieces and linear gameplay uh, with quick time events, which isn't what people want from normal games, let alone your superhero games. It's, it's a lazy way of developing. It can be very cinematic, don't get me wrong. Uh, Spider-Man and the PS4 did the quick time events very well, but also had great web-slinging action. Um, couple that with some of the buzzwords that were coming out afterwards, like it being a looter shooter, a la your Destinies, your Borderlands, great games in their own right, but for the most part, uh, looter shooters do tend to leave something to be desired. Uh, there was a while when I was not looking forward to this game at all and was actively expecting it to be very, very bad. Come the beta, the war streams, I started watching those, I started getting an actual look at the gameplay... And I have to say, they they did what I didn't I didn't know was was possible. Or at least within my non-developer head, couldn't fathom how they would do that. And that is being able to make each hero within the game play and look distinctively like they should. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, when when you look at the Batman game and what made it successful, and the Spider-Man game and what made it successful, is those those are games about being Batman, mm-hmm. being the detective, right. being the web-slinger, but you have to frame the entire game's architecture around creating in-game development and mechanics that, that utilize that. And I think the reason it's taken so long to see a good game like this is because it would take so much to be able to say, all right, you know, let's make a let's make an Avengers game and all the stuff that we make for Iron Man... It's just going to be for the one character. There may be some people who don't play that, so we have to put just as much development into all the other characters. It it, it should have been an impossible task. Right, and I think you make a good point when you talk about the Arkham games and uh, the Spider-Man game, that when you're developing a Batman game, you can focus on each aspect of the character, right? You can focus Mm -hmm. on detective, fighting, Batmobile, like all the different things that go into making Batman Batman. You have, like, you're basically... You can work on five different characters, but they're all Batman, if that makes sense. And yeah. same with Spider-Man. But what you're saying here is, you know, it's it's taking the time to make a full Iron Man game, but then also making a full Hulk game, and then also making a full Black Widow game. That's a lot. And I remember just from, like, you know, games from, from years ago, it's always been challenging to do these big team games. I was a big fan of Marvel Ultimate Alliance when it came out in the uh, late 2000s. And to be fair, they didn't have to do as much legwork there because a lot of the reliance was more on the story and it wasn't so much the abilities. Right. You're not you're not inhabiting the characters so much as they're just a, they're a means for you to get through the story. You're, you care about the story. But this well, is Well, and a different. lot of the characters use similar mechanics. Exactly. You know, what might be an energy blast from Captain Marvel sure. or, you know, a web blast from, from Peter Parker, they're essentially same the thing. same thing. They're just, you know, being painted a different color. Exactly. So that's a little bit easier to develop. But I was really excited to hear that you got to play the beta this, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I, I we both were eager to talk about it on the show. Uh, just as, as a real quick bit of background, I, during my last couple years at Marvel, they were looking for other things for me to do, basically. Uh, they wanted they wanted to give me more <laughs> more job. I mean, it was a compliment. They were like, you're, you're, sure, you've done sure. a good job here. Where else can we use you? And one of the things they did was I was intimately involved with um, Marvel Games for the last probably 
two years that I was there, which was a weird fit because I'm, as you know, not a gamer. I enjoy mm-hmm. games casually, but I'm not huge into them. So it was definitely a uh, learning curve for me. But I was in the meeting where uh, we were told, hey, we're developing an Avengers game. And this is probably 2016, 2017, uh, wow. what this would eventually become. And I just remember that they had very little. They had couple images and they had the story concept that it was going to be kind of framed around Kamala Khan. She was going to be uh-huh. an important character. Oh, so good. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, and, and then I, I, I was gone before they really actively developed it. So I'm very curious to hear uh, how it all ended up. So, I mean, look, as, as far as the game itself goes, there's nothing that I would say is groundbreaking or, like, industry-changing, right? Right. They've taken a lot of mechanics or a lot of uh, tropes and cliches that you would expect out of games that have been done well and have found ways to fit them well into the game. And while some people might hear that and think, like, oh, that sucks, no, games should be innovating, probably my top five games from the last, you know, five years to a decade have been games that don't try to do something new and instead take something that's been done well and then reimagine it, reshape it to work for their game. Sure. So, you know, the fact that each of these characters feel differently, you know, whether you're playing Kamala, whether you're playing the Hulk, uh, Black Widow. I mean, Black Widow is actually fun to play. You know, I love, I love, I know that there yeah. are people out there who love Black Widow, but usually when you look at power sets, you're going to choose someone else, sure. like Iron Man yeah. or or not Hawkeye. But each of the, the the characters that you got to play actually feel really, really good. Um, but I think where it excels and where I don't want to say that I didn't expect it, but but it was a little bit of a surprise. Was the story because I had seen you know bits and pieces, and I I, I had read you know everything to, to to know what the Golden Gate Bridge scenario was. I know what the story was that that they're setting up. You know this this huge attack basically you know shows the world that hey superheroes are dangerous and we shouldn't rely on them, and as a result the Avengers are disbanded and AIM comes in and you know, sort of takes over or, or, or takes her place, and Kamala uncovers this big conspiracy. But actually watching it all unfold, instead of just seeing clips and bits and pieces of it here or there, I was instantly drawn right into it. And, you know, when Spider-Man for the PS4 had, had came out and people had a time to really sit with it, you know, there was a, a, a lot of rumors or a lot of, I think, hopes and wishes going around that, oh, Sony's going to, like, come out mm-hmm. with, like you know, the cinematic universe's version, but in video games. But Sony only has the rights for Spider-Man, so I'm not sure how likely that is or or not. But I think more realistically now that there is an Avengers game and the fact that this is going to be a games-as-a-service, they're going to continue to come out with content, you know, uh, uh, down the road. Honestly, I think that this could end up being the MCU of the video games. I love that idea, man. I love the idea. And getting back to an earlier point you made and then, and then diving back into this, I don't think it's out of bounds for the developers to say, we're going to take a bunch of stuff that worked in other games and then we're going to try it here. And what's unique about it is it's the Avengers. It's cool to mm-hmm. play like, here's something I liked about this game, but I now get to do it with Iron Man and Hulk and Black Widow. Um, and I would love to see them do the same thing with this that they've done with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I love that they started out with Avengers. I don't think it would have worked if they had done... I don't think games are the same as movies in the sense that you do the solo games first and build to a team Correct. game. I think it's That's it's fair. reverse. You want to do... All right, here's a team game to show you this big, flashy, we can do everything. And then if you really like playing as Thor, guess what? There's a Thor game coming out next year and you you build anticipation for that so i think they're doing it right and uh 
I'm glad to hear that the mechanics are good. I'm glad to hear that the story is good. And look, there was a time when, you know, if you got any, and I've said this about superhero movies, superhero TV shows, superhero toys, but it definitely applies to superhero games. There was definitely a time where it was like, well, whatever we get, we're happy with. Um, if we get an X-Men game and it sucks, at least we have an X-Men game. Um, <laughs> so the idea that they can put out an Avengers game and it's really top-notch is shows how far we've come as fans. We have. And speaking of how far we've come, Segway Powers yeah, activate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was setting you up for that one. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more about what it takes to make a good superhero game. There have been a lot of good games that feature superheroes, but have there been many good superhero games? games. Stick around to find out. Students are playing more video games than ever, and that's not a bad thing anymore. With Checkpoint XP on campus, you can peek into the world of college, esports, and gaming. We talk to personalities in the space like Phasix, who retired from the Overwatch League to join a college team, or thought leaders like James O'Hagan of the Academy of Esports, who's leading the charge on blending education and video games. It's not all black holes and floss dances. Games can lead to college scholarships, and we can tell you where on Checkpoint XP on campus. Welcome back, and thanks for sticking with us. Ladies and gentlemen, we just got done talking about uh, Marvel's Avengers, the beta. I'm very, very excited about it, and uh, someday soon, this year, when I get my PS5 and ship off safely my PS4 to Ben, he might get a chance to start playing some of these games yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, ready for Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I want to talk about what makes a superhero game good, and, and, and not just a mm-hmm. good game, but a good superhero game, right? Because I think that as far as what I've played... I think there have only been, not counting Marvel's Avengers, because it's not out yet, um, I think there have actually only been two good superhero games. A lot of good games that feature superheroes, such as uh, Injustice. Mm -hmm. It's a fine game with superheroes, but it's a fighting game. It's not a superhero game, right? Uh, And obviously, you know, we talked about it last um, segment. That is the Arkham games and the Spider-Man games. Yeah, those are the standouts. What makes those good superhero games is they really put you into the shoes, into the life of those superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that we said when we when Spider-Man was coming out, we're like, I'm sure it'll be a fine game, but in order for it to be a good Spider-Man game, they have to get the web slinging down. Yeah. And man, oh, they nailed it. It's interesting. There are superheroes who work really well, in my opinions, for games, just like going back a couple mm-hmm. generations, in that I think that... There have been a lot of good Spider-Man games. I know that this is the only one kind of of recent vintage. This is the only one that's come out recently. But I just remember, like, mm-hmm. even even in the 2000s or going back to the 90s, when you would get a Spider-Man game, it's just such a character who lends himself so well, especially once they made the leap in terms of uh, generations to, you know, the, the, the higher-powered machines that you could really get like that. 360 um, swinging through the city simulation. It's so fun uh-huh. to swing through the city and, and do that. But I mean, even going back to when it was a side scroller and doing like Maximum Carnage or Sinister Six or these games I played as a kid, there's something about the way Spider-Man moves, the way he's able to jump around, the way he's able to do his webbing. His webbing is fun. It's just, he's ready made for games. And I think he's perfect for a type of superhero games. Whereas you and I talked about this offline, someone like The Flash is oh, much man. harder to put together in terms of Look, video game dynamics. I I would love to be able to play a video game as the Flash, right. but I just I just I don't know how, how his work? powers yeah. translate to a game unless everything just slows, slows down, down, which doesn't sound very appealing. 
No, then it then it just seems like like you're still running at normal speed. Everyone else is just is just yeah. standing still. Oh yeah, it, it it it's gonna take a true visionary to to be able to somehow turn the flash uh, in into a video game character. But unfortunately, I I don't. I mean, I don't know that it, that it, that it could. I don't know. It's it like, could ever happen. I, I, I think Spider Man's a gimme. Batman works really well. Here's my, here's yep. a question for you. Who are some of the characters who you would think would work well that haven't necessarily gotten the shot yet? Uh, Superman. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, uh, most famously, Superman 64. Yeah. Now, granted, I uh, uh, from, from what I understand of that development, they, they were basically put to an impossible task because, first of all, like, they're just dudes, but Superman should be invulnerable. Yeah. So uh, does everyone have kryptonite again? <laughs> uh, on, on top of that, I think that one of the rules was that, you know, Superman couldn't hurt anybody mm-hmm. for some weird reason it was it was it was absolutely terrible um the fact that we haven't seen a good wonder woman game yet if 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 at all has there been a wonder woman game at all i don't know man i've seen her in like justice league games and as you said injustice but i don't know that i've seen i can't recall a wonder woman solo game And, and and you speak to something that's really prevalent um when it comes to particularly superman obviously it's the same challenge that he faces in the comics of he's ridiculously powerful so I remember mm-hmm. even playing the Death and Return of Superman game, um, which was super fun and great graphics and great story. It directly adapted the story. But there's this silliness about, you know, they you can't just fight Brainiac or Luther or Doomsday in every level. Like, uh-huh. you need to be fighting street thugs at some point. And the idea that I was Superman and I could die fighting a guy with a Molotov cocktail <laughs> was so ridiculous to me. Yep. Um, that it was, it, it just strained the credibility a little bit. So uh, I had actually just looked it up, and Wonder Woman uh, has never been in a video game mm-hmm. before, except for a bunch of Justice, Justice League, League stuff. Games, right? uh, yes, which yeah, again, is is too bad. But I think that going forward, you know, given the success in the, in, in the groundwork that the Arkham series has done, and the success of Spider Man, and now hopefully the Avengers games, yeah. I hope that going forward we're looking at more of a golden age of superhero video games. Love to see and, it. And and the last thing that I'd like to touch on here, and there isn't a whole lot known about this. We kind of get to, you know, uh, just to let our imaginations run wild, if we will. But Rocksteady Studios, which is the ones that did the, the Arkham games, put a teaser out last week, yeah. which was a picture of Superman looking over his shoulder with a target on his head that said Suicide Squad. I think the potential for a Suicide Squad game is phenomenal. There's mm-hmm. so You can really use any characters you want. Um, I mean, obviously, you'll have your core cast of your Harley Quinns and your Deadshots, um, but it makes a lot of sense with the aesthetic of what they did with Arkham. Like, I can see these characters yep. working there, but this could almost be like, all right, taking it beyond just the Batman universe and working in some people with superpowers and different abilities. This is the idea of the Arkham people doing a team game is exciting. And I think, had they announced, like, <clears throat> they're going to do a Justice League game. It would have felt like a weird fit. But them doing a Suicide Squad game makes a lot of sense. Well, and what I think works best with the Suicide Squad as opposed to the Justice League is that you're right. First of all, you can use literally any villain you want right. to. But I think collectively and in general, the Suicide Squad doesn't have that vastly different of powers, right? You don't have to worry about being like, well, how are we going to put Flash's speed yeah. in that only he's going to use, there's nothing, right? There's nothing that's impossible to solve that's going to trip them up. Yep, and and honestly, I, I think that since it's being done by the same studio, that I think that the Suicide Squad game could end up being really, really top-notch yep. and 
perhaps even redefining redefining the genre in the same way that the Arkham's games did. But uh, guys, that's going to be all the time that we have today here on The Other Identity. I uh, hope you're looking forward to the Marvel's game as well. If you are, let us know on social media. That is, of course, Robbie underscore Landis, CP on Twitter for myself, Ben, J-M-O-R-S-E for Ben. And then and also, course, at al check also follow me on Instagram at Ben Reads Comics. Okay, continue. <laughs> and of course, Checkpoint XP as well. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear it. And uh, if you reach out to us, uh, we might actually uh, feature some of your comments here on the show. Maybe. So until next time, guys, maybe, maybe. we'll think about I'll probably forget. Yeah. Ben will remind me a few weeks later. Yeah. But uh, we'll see you guys next week. My same other identity time, channel. Same other identity <laughs> channel. Okay. Yeah. Great. Sure. Just jump in there. <laughs>